I'm Laura Youngkin of The Brave Millennial. This is Lars Helgeson, CEO of GreenRope and author of CRM for Dummies. I'm Allison Bloom-Festock, the founder and CEO of Know Your Crew. This is Brad Van Dam, president and CEO of Marge Confectionery. And you're listening to High Level Wisdom for New Generation Theater. All right, to everyone listening out there, I got to ask you a question. If you knew that a home decor or furnishing purchase would ultimately help families caring for sick children, would you want to know more? Well, my friends at thetrendyspace.com are doing just that. They call it Warming Hearts by Warming Homes, and they're asking for us to swing over into their website, browse for some trendy home decor, check out, and in doing so, support families caring for sick children. See, the trendy space is committed to donating a portion of proceeds towards helping less fortunate families. You'll find hundreds of beautiful, trendy home decor and furnishing items at the trendy space site. But what makes them different is they believe no home decor could ever truly warm a home enough when there's a sick child in the family. So please check them out today. I want you to use the promo code WISDOM. That's right, promo code WISDOM at checkout and get 15% off your entire order just for being my appreciated listener. Go to thetrendyspace.com right now. Hey, are you looking to advertise? Like, are you really looking to expand on the reach that you have? Well, look no further than right here yes right where you're listening to right now right here on high level wisdom if you have a great business or product that you feel would serve a growing audience and also the executives that come on this show every single week feel free to send us an email info at highlevelwisdom.com that's info at highlevelwisdom.com once again that's info at highlevelwisdom.com to put your product or service right here at dollarseed.com all of our seeds are only a dollar a pack and we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants flowers herbs and vegetables imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again visit dollarseed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar dollarseed.com what could be healthier It's that time of year again. You need to file your taxes. For many people, the word taxes brings on an instant headache. What's deductible? What's not? What's changed for the current year? The tax code is thousands of pages long. Who has time to figure it all out? Thankfully, Get Help Tax and Bookkeeping has a solution for you. Simply complete a brief questionnaire online, and one of our IRS-authorized tax professionals will prepare and file your return. It's fast and easy. Call 914-467-9271 to get started. If you need help, get help. Now, let's listen to this week's episode. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Now, listen, if this is your first time, I want you to go ahead right now. Make sure you subscribe, share this. However you found us, let us know. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Let us know how you found us, but I want to say thank you for showing up on this interview because today's episode, oh my gosh, packed with a lot of great stuff, but I had the opportunity to interview someone who's running a family owned business that has grown throughout the Southeast and here in America. Um, I had the pleasure of reaching out and I really didn't know if I would get the interview. I think that's the one thing people don't realize, right? 
Most people see me do these interviews and they go, oh, yeah, he just has all these connections. No, I literally reach out to people and I'm so surprised when they actually respond because I realize they don't have to. Right. There's plenty of opportunities to go out and share. So uh, this gentleman is the COO of a industry that's near and dear to my heart for a company called Auto Bell Car Wash. Now, I love car washes. Um, I've loved them since I was a kid. Before I spoil uh, the interview, let me just say this. Carl Howard, who was the COO, his dad started the company. He started there when he was 12 and he's still with the company today. Talk about a legacy and talk about passing uh, an inheritance down to the generation. This guy gets it. This guy allowed us to run all around his company. And so go to our YouTube channel to see extra footage. But I want you guys to check out my interview with the COO of Auto Bell Car Wash, Carl Howard. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, today's exciting because I've had an opportunity not only to just run around the headquarters, but I've also had an opportunity to kind of do a little bit of fact checking and learn a little bit about more about my next guest. One of the things that you know we care about here on High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders is being able to grasp institutional knowledge, learning what it takes, what can we gain, what can we grasp for those emerging leaders who want to know more and who want to do better when they become leaders. Well, today, my guest is going to be able to give us more than we bargained for. And quite honestly, it's in an industry that I love because as a kid, all of you know, I have been like the biggest fan and supporter of car washes because I've always said one day I'm going to own my own car wash just because I love connecting with people, which is why you're watching right now. So what I want you to do is be able to enjoy this conversation that I've able, I'm able to have with none other than the COO of Auto Bell Car Wash, Carl Howard. Carl, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is going to be exciting because there's so many things about the car wash industry that um, people don't know. And also, I think this is this is going to be interesting because uh, many times right now, when you just look across commercials, when you look at TV, mm -hmm. you look at all the industries that are promoting every single day their product, their idea. Most of it is kind of in technology mm -hmm. or some sort of big business. But very rarely do people really think about the car wash industry. They look at it as kind of a, a pass through time of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that there's actually real careers that get built in this industry. Oh, yeah. And so before we start talking about millennials and kind of all the different things you guys are seeing today, I want to kind of go back. I want to start like really at the very beginning when you were a kid, mm -hmm. when you were even thinking about where you are today as the COO. But just share with me a little bit about your journey and your background and 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 what got you started in the automotive car wash industry, number one, but then you saw this as a career. What was that journey like? Uh, well, at first, let me say it's a family business. So um, when I was a kid, uh, I can remember as early as five and six years old, mm -hmm. um, my dad would work. We were starting, you know, at uh, that time. So we started in 1969. Um, I was born a couple of years before that. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> so when I went around, there was only a couple of auto bells in Charlotte, and that was it. Wow. And um, 
and we worked very hard. He worked very hard. And so when I got to be about 12 years old, I was old enough to kind of get around and do some stuff. And so I started working and uh, I literally worked on the line at um, that car wash right down the street. Oh, wow. Charlottetown and 3rd <laughs> uh, Street. And um, I just kind of, you know, got some training and learned. And, and um, I'll never forget my first day. Mm. My first day was vacuuming all day. And back then we hand prepped, which means we took brushes and we scrubbed the front and the rear of the car. Ah. And, you know, 12 years old, I mean, I was a pretty big kid, but <laughs> I got a full body workout that day. And I, in fact, after that day, I was so sore. I said, I am never going to work in this industry. There is no way. Wow. <laughs> so, but as I grew and matured, I, I continued working in the car washes through high school mm -hmm. um, and college. And I started managing some car washes. I would come back from Chapel Hill and I would manage car washes in the summertime um, I, I kind of saw that there was potential for this industry. I saw that we had a process where others did not. Hmm. We had, um, you know, real estate and, and, and management, and there was career paths starting to emerge. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot and mm -hmm. see how it goes. And back then we had 11 car washes. And wow. I started full time in 1990, and now today we have 80 wow. car washes all over the East Coast. Interesting. So, you guys are the fourth largest chain mm -hmm. in the United States. Well, yes. We're we're not a huge company. Right. We're 80 sites. Right. So we've got an equipment company and warehousing and distribution and mm -hmm. things like that. We're not small, um, but compared to, you know, some of the other big chains sure. in other places, we're sure. not huge. But. Sure. So this being a family-owned business, what was it like when you— so, so you saw this as an opportunity to really make a career, mm -hmm. but I'm sure your dad was probably looking at you going, okay, we'll see if he's really serious about making this a, a My real career. My dad is a very quiet person. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, I had to push him uh, when I was at Chapel Hill. I was like, you know, dad, I've been doing this line thing for a long time. I right. get it. I know how to do all that. I'm ready to do something else. Right. And. So he was like, okay. So he put, in fact, this guy is still with our company, Monty Rast. He put me with Monty for about a week, uh, just kind of running his route. He was a district manager at the time, mm -hmm. and I was kind of just sidekicking with him for mm -hmm. a couple of days. Um, and Monty actually said, you know what? I'm going to put you on a store. We're getting rid of this other guy. We'll put you in. And uh, and that's when the rubber met the road. Wow. Had no training in management <laughs> whatsoever. Um, and in fact, a quick story there, the first day I worked in the car wash, I blew everybody out, the entire crew, the entire crew, me and the cashier were left by the end of the oh, day. Oh, wow. Hilarious. You know, because <laughs> I had all these standards and, and nobody was even close. Oh, and I was just like, okay, we're just, we're going to start over. Oh, wow. But, wow. But, but let me say, I knew in my own mind mm -hmm. that I couldn't come in here and just have respect. Right. I knew that right. intrinsically. I knew that I had to prove myself. Nobody, right. nobody had to tell me that. Right. And so I worked harder. I worked longer. And, and ultimately, everybody said, you know, that 
kid's for real. He's not some owner's kid who's just going to right. collect a paycheck. Right, which I would find, I would think that that would be difficult to manage. I mean, you, you It was only... my biggest fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I knew that idea was out there. Right. Nobody had to tell me. Right. I knew I was under the microscope every right. single day. And so, and anybody in a family business has the same challenge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you have to acknowledge that internally and you have to structure your world around that and, and say, okay, I'm going to prove to them that I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm very capable and earn, that's the key, earn their respect because respect is not given, it's earned. You know, and, and you, you bring that up. And so I want to, I want to kind of talk about how, how, how you got from understanding being just a worker to after your great pitfall of first day of management. <laughs> but I want to I want to dive into how then did you understand becoming a better leader when you were so young under that microscope? Because I, I think it's a it's a huge jump. It's not it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And you learned kind of trial by fire. Right. Which no a lot of people learn. Well, I mean, I had some experience. Uh, I, I played a lot of sports when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, even ran track at Carolina for a couple ah, of years. Okay. Um, I had leadership roles in, mm-hmm. in, in those teams, a lot of those teams that, you know, I was captains or whatever, MVP or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew how to work. Mm-hmm. I knew how to, you know, create a team. Um, so I knew what that part was about. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was a lot of similarities between athletic teams and working teams. Right. And so I, I took that experience and put it um, and literally just started that one car wash and saying, okay, I tore it down. Now I'm going to build it back up again. <laughs> and that's what we did. Um, and, and then, you know, and, and I learned along the way, you know, right. the, the, the different lessons uh, in the working world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's the key. I think everyone, no matter who you are or, or what age you are, you always have to be open to learn because mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. Right. And, and the key is, Okay, I messed that up. What did I what did I learn from that mistake? Right. And then that's a learning and you you repeat my dad one of his quotes is um, you know, college tuition is nothing compared to the tuition you're getting ready to pay or or be interesting when you're learning in the business. Wow. And so the key wow. is wow. when you make those mistakes and it costs money, right. understand that yeah. and move on. Yeah. So um a lot of people don't really always understand the car wash industry as as a whole. So I want I want to kind of I want to talk about like the industry itself, right? Mm-hmm. What was the industry like when when you were just starting out, twelve, helping out to getting into your twenties and those things? And what do you see as kind of the biggest difference nowadays? Uh, you know, here in twenty eighteen with. Mm-hmm lots of different things what types of impacts are you kind of seeing and how do you guys kind of stay you know ahead of some of these these changes because i'm sure there are plenty of changes that you can speak to well as fragmented as our industry is today Mm -hmm. it was even more fragmented Mm -hmm. i mean some you know probably the biggest chain in those days was maybe 30 car washes okay um so very fragmented uh, very um, mechanical, certainly no computers, mm-hmm. no technology, mm-hmm. no um, uh, customer information, no mm-hmm. good way to get data moving. 
Uh, and, and honestly, one of the biggest things that has allowed our industry and, and really all industries to grow bigger are the point of sale data that you can get literally on the fly. Uh, yeah. um, so you can manage you can manage your people, your money. Um, you can track sales just at the at your fingertips. I mean, literally back in the day when I started, we called in our numbers manually to an answering machine. That's right. <laughs> and, and so every manager, every manager every night would try to rush through the paperwork and be the first one to call. Otherwise, you'd be hearing a busy signal. Right. Oh, how about that? I mean, how, can Remember you imagine? I know. Can you imagine? So, so that has been a big change. Mm-hmm. Uh, equipment technology is much better. Um, uh, the sensing technology and the things that we have to wash the car are much mm-hmm. better. Uh, recycling technology, and we may get into that a little bit later, yeah. but actually processing the water, mm-hmm. how much cleaner the water is that we process. Um, um, so those are those are some big changes. The way we hire our people, the way we train our people today is vastly different than we did in those days. Mm-hmm. We actually have recruiters that go into the high schools, community colleges, and universities looking for those frontline people that um, because this competition we're competing against every other industry yeah, out there for the absolutely. best people right and as you know unemployment's extremely low mm-hmm. so we're very intentional about looking for the right people to, mm-hmm. to put in our car wash so one of the things that I that I noticed was that uh, when you talk about your hiring practices mm-hmm. um, it's from nearby neighborhoods mm-hmm. how did you guys develop that strategy to, to do that well I mean it's just it's a convenience factor for our frontline folks. Okay. Um, they got to be close to the store. I mean, you know, part of part of the challenge with our industry is it's somewhat weather dependent, right? I mean, That's if right. it's cloudy or rainy or yeah. whatever, uh, the customers tend not to come in as frequent. Right. So we have to have folks that can be nimble, mm-hmm. flexible with their hours. Um, so yeah, proximity means a lot. So they don't have to come very far. Um, and it's a neighborhood business. That's the yeah. other thing. Our customers generally don't drive more than about seven minutes to come to our car washes. Interesting. So, yeah. So our employees need to be kind of in that same mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand also that you, from time to time, will get out there, get a chance to kind of... Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, What's something that you you've seen uh, when on your maybe on your last couple of visits um, that was probably surprising to you in a positive way uh, in, in going out to to do some of these site visits? And it's impressive that you would actually still do that after all of these years. Well, you know, each car wash for our company is a major investment, and yeah. so you know, yeah, we want to get out there at times, and it's hard. I actually have to schedule it in, yeah. believe it or not, um, but. You know, I'm always pleasantly surprised um, by the friendliness of our people, Mm -hmm. by, you know, because you don't, you know, in retail, customers generally don't say anything unless there's a problem. Something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? So when when I go out, because I hear a a lot of that negative, right? right? Because I go through the emails and the phone calls, call reports and all that stuff. So I... I'm always pleasantly surprised when I go out and just see how friendly are, are people and how what what a good job they're doing. Yeah. You know, because um, you just don't you don't get that right. unless you go out there. So that's right. And, and, and you know, I, I try to be careful and I don't want to be jaded on the one side. And on the other side, you know, I don't want to break my arm patting ourselves on the back. Right. So I, I try to balance these things. But again, um, 
you know, the training and the professionalism that our frontline people have is, is always pleasant. Well, it's interesting. So, um, you know, I, I guess you've been doing undercover boss before it was popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just kind of making some of these visits. Um, so so let's talk about um, you talked about change in the industry. Share with me change in the employee base. And, and what I mean by that is um, there was a different mindset when you were in your 20s. Mm-hmm. There's a different mindset to the millennial today. Mm-hmm. You're also dealing with very young Gen Z who is starting up. Mm-hmm. What's that been like to, to see the generations kind of in these spaces? And what, what do you what do you kind of notice in, in auto? But, you know, we talked about it earlier. Um, the so the younger millennials and the Zers, they don't plan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not used to a schedule and planning. So we're teaching them a whole new way to think. Right. You know, with these devices, iPhones and, you know, everything that they have right. nowadays, everything is spontaneous. That's everything right. happens on a moment's notice. And so you have to understand that mm-hmm. and, and then take that and say, OK, but here's a schedule. Right. And and you, you need to put it down in your notes. And you need calendar. to be here from three to seven. Yeah. And, you know, or text me if the weather's marginal. And you know, right. that's the wonderful thing. You know, back in the day, we had a landline. Right. And you may or may not reach somebody. Right. But today you can group text. That's you right. can. Yeah. So the managers have all their employees' phone numbers. They can send something to their entire crew or send it just to an individual right. and say, hey, don't need you today. Or, hey, come in later or mm-hmm. whatever. So that part of the world is great. But yeah, so our managers really have to understand, and they do, that um, especially that first timer, that 16, 17-year-old that right. comes to us, <laughs> scheduling is, is not in right. their world. You know, everything's right. like that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you bring that up. Um, I have noticed in, in a lot of industries where uh, the impact is beyond kind of frontline work that millennials are definitely bringing in. It's even in how a company operates, um, the ideas that millennials bring, the the ingenuity, right, that kind of comes with that, where companies are really having to kind of stop and say, you know what, actually, that's a really good idea. And it didn't come from us who, mm-hmm. you know, sit in the office every day, right? How have millennials impacted AutoBell and, and what you all do? And, and how do you guys kind of embrace some of the rapid change, the ideas that kind of come from time to time from, you know, from from a younger generation? Well, we number one, they want to be they want to know what's going on. OK, right. They want to they want to hear from us. Yeah. And we want to hear from them, too. So we're surveying them. We're actually starting a, a new initiative to survey them once a quarter. Ah. So we really want to hear their feedback. Mm-hmm. Um and that is a monumental shift from the once every three years we okay. were before. <laughs> so, um, but we hear loud and clear they want to be heard, mm-hmm. and we want to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do – we're still working on an employee section of our website where it's just for them where they log in with their employee number, uh, and they can interact with other people, other okay. stores, and such as that. 
Um, and then, you know, we, we, we try to digitize everything, right? Because mm-hmm. everything is on their phone. That's right. So our training videos, yeah. you know, they can actually go, they can log into a portal mm-hmm. and view their training videos right on their phone. Ah. Um, we have some stuff on YouTube that's more for public consumption, mm-hmm. but for their individual training, they can go and log in and do that right on their phone. Um, and our newsletter mm-hmm. is digitized, so they can receive it. The one thing about the, the millennial and the Zers, their emails change constantly. And so that is a yeah. challenge for us. <laughs> um, we, we can't, you know, we, we, we do some stuff texting, but most of our stuff is email. So mm-hmm. we try to, you know, get them to update mm-hmm. us with their email, but um, that's a lot of how we communicate. Yeah. So let's, let's switch gears here. Um, there's, there's, there are things about, a car wash where for those who are concerned about the environment, mm-hmm. for those who look at things and say, there are just some things out here that are a waste. There are people who probably will come to you, Carl, and they will say, you know what? That's a lot of water being wasted for me to run my car through. And you guys have, you know, all of these different cars that come through weekends probably are even better. You know, you see spikes and money and you guys are just, blowing through water when I can actually do my car at home. Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal with that? And what and what is it that AutoBail has done? And what are some of those things? Is it better for me to do my car at home? Because mm-hmm. I would feel like I wouldn't spend use as much water as you guys do because you're constantly using water. Right. What, what, what does that look like? So the, the biggest thing uh, that has come around probably in the last 20 years uh, is better recycling technology. So okay. we've recycled forever. Mm-hmm. We've recycled. So the the filtration process uh, in the beginning was very basic. It was settling tanks, centrifugal filtration, and came right back out. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we have a biological reclaim system, which essentially is a water treatment plant at the car wash. We use the same technology that municipalities use to... Wow clean the water that comes out of the reservoir hmm. uh, before it's consumed. Uh, so uh, we, we we use that process. We take our process water. Let's say our process water takes 150 gallons. Mm-hmm. Well, we can recycle every single drop of that. And basically, the only fresh water used at the facility is for the bathrooms, mm-hmm. for towel washing, and the final rinse. Interesting. So we can take that 150-gallon car wash and crunch it down to about, we can, normal operations about 25 gallons, mm-hmm. and we can get it down as low as five gallons a car, a bucket of water. Wow. During really? times of drought and things like that. So we can really shrink it down. The So going back to, well, and l- let me take it a step further. Mm-hmm. So all of that water is captured in our process and as I said, recycled, and then, then what's not recycled is treated mm-hmm. before it's sent back to the municipality's sanitation okay. system, and then they treat it again before it's released into the environment. Mm-hmm. So it's actually treated twice. Okay. And, and <laughs> we actually have a picture on our website. You should go see it uh, of us drinking that water. Ah, okay. It's that <laughs> clean. It is good. Crystal clear, and the. The solids in that water are actually less than the solids that you would find out of your tap. It is Interesting. clean water. So, okay. now comparing that to the driveway car mm-hmm. wash. So, the driveway car wash, 
Believe it or not, the average garden hose at the average street pressure can put out about 15 gallons, 14 gallons a minute, 14 gallons a minute. Wow. So in one minute's time, it can fill almost three buckets of water. Wow. Okay. If, if you wash, if you run that water for 10 minutes, that's 140 gallons. Hmm. And so even if you have a nozzle on there, mm-hmm. you, and but you're spraying off and such as that, you're going to use up well over 100 gallons, well over wow. of fresh water that's not recycled. Mm. And the other concern about that is whatever soaps and things that you're using, you rinse that off. Where does it go? To the ground. To the driveway. Right. Now, most people don't think about, well, it's less environmentally impactful if, if I put it on the grass, but who wants to park their car in their yard right. and then wash it? So most people do it in the driveway. That's right. And then it, it, even if that water dries, that the soap remains. The soap's not going into the atmosphere. Okay. Only the water is. Right. So the next time it rains, mm-hmm. what happens? That soap comes back up off the concrete and goes to the storm drains. Mm. Storm drains drain directly into the creeks and streams and the rivers. There's no... There's no cleaning of that water. There's mm-hmm. no filtration of that water. So, you know, any anything in the soap goes straight to the marine okay. life. So we have a solution right. is what I'm right. saying. We have a solution, uh, and it's much safer and less environmentally impactful. Interesting. So um, I've always, as a kid, I don't know why, it's just been, I think I because I love people, I love um, uh, getting to know like you mentioned, your neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always said, like, one day I'm gonna own a car wash. I just, I just, I'm just gonna do it um, because I like getting to know some of the people. And plus, I love cars. That's the mm-hmm. other problem with me. <laughs> um, why do you still do it after all of these years? Well, for me, in the beginning, it was all about the process mm-hmm. and the understanding. You know, how do we wash cars? And, and you know, as a young person. Got that all sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was about, okay, managing sites and understanding how to do that. And then, you know, and, and today it's really evolved to, you know, creating opportunity, right? We got the car wash part figured out. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I love is seeing this young person go from a 16, 17 year old frontline person mm-hmm. to wow, they're in our management training program and then they become a store manager and wow, they now they're a district manager. I mean, I've seen that whole progression. Wow. And that is a lot of fun. Interesting. Wow. Now, I know if you're like me, I enjoyed conducting the interview and this is just part one. I hate to have to stop here, but as you know, in two days, you will get part two of my interview with the COO of Auto Bell Car Wash. Carl Howard. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, make sure you do right now us a favor and yourself. Make sure you share this on social media. We are on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at High Level Wisdom. All together, find us there. Make sure you subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that whatever you choose to do today, that you do it at a high level. Take care, and I'll see you in the next episode.